everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. I am your host, Michelle Burkhard. I hope that you are finding your day to be a, a really good thing. So on today's podcast episode, I'm going to share several things with you. Um, I'm really going to introduce you, I get well, I've introduced it once before, but really delve deep into a spiritual mental forgiveness practice that I do on a regular basis that's really helping me change my life, okay? So if you struggle with uh, giving yourself forgiveness, this is a great tool for you. So it's a simple mental activity. I'm going to explain it to you. Um, And then I'm going to share a couple examples of how I actually used it today. Okay, so real life, genuine, you know, authentic examples of of, uh, what I experienced today. And then I'm going to share with you the results that I have seen in my life personally. Then I'll explain a little bit, um, without being boring, about the brain science behind it. What's actually happening physically and physiologically in you when you do this practice. And then, of course, you know it. I'm going to provide you a challenge at the end so you can practice it as well. So feel free to, uh, you know, take some notes if you'd like. But more importantly, I want you to, to practice this, okay? All right. So this week alone, I had three clients reach out to me and they're focusing on several different things. But right now they're, they're um, finding that they're struggling with forgiveness and forgiveness more of self rather than others. Right. You ever find that you struggle with that a little bit? Sometimes it's easier to forgive other people than it is ourselves. Yeah. So I, I kind of answered their questions separately, just in, a, in an email, and it really started to bother me um, because I realized that the question that I gave in the email, it was a good answer. It really was, but it wasn't the full, I guess, gift that I could give. And so I really started thinking about, okay, it, what, what if I did a podcast to just answer their question? And then, of course, you know, to share the idea with you all. Because I, I wanted to have a better answer for them, right? So what I want to share with you today is a process that I've been using for months. Uh, I've mentioned it briefly on a past podcast episode, but I really want to go a little bit more in depth. And I feel like now that I've been doing it for so long, I have a better understanding of how it works for me. So I can introduce the idea to you, explain how it works, tell you what's happening in the brain, and also give you my experience of it, Okay. So that's kind of the process of of how we're going to do this. So I think it came from actually several different sources that I've all been reading at the same time. But Neville Goddard's work, um, he's one of my old dead guys. uh, (laughs) He introduced this idea really succinctly in his, um, I think, his book on imagination. So it's really, really simple. It's called revision. Okay, so you're going to revise something that happened. So it's a it's a process of forgiveness, but it's on a higher level. Okay, so it's simple. But what I know about things that are simple, they're often very profound and life changing and people dismiss them. Okay, I did too when I first started. Uh, Now it's something that I try to do every single day. So maybe you've experienced something off, right? Maybe you had an interaction that Mm, just didn't go right. 
Okay. Maybe, maybe you were a little harsh with somebody that you didn't want to be harsh with. Right. So maybe in this interaction, you know, when you're focusing on, on yourself and forgiving yourself, it wasn't really about the other person. It was more about you. All right. So what you do is you, first of all, take yourself to a quiet place, right? So for me right now, I'm recording this in my, my bedroom. I have a chair set up. I call it my thinking space. Um, I, I can do it here or sometimes I choose to do it when I'm sitting up in bed right before bed. Totally up to you, but you want it to be in a, in a quiet place. Okay. And it's more of a kind of meditation technique, I guess. So close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, kind of get into that peaceful zone. Okay. And then you think about, okay, here's the situation that happened. How would I like it to go? Okay. So if I were doing that again, what would I say? What would I do? Um, how would I feel? Right. So how would you like it to go? And you imagine it out along with all of those feelings. Right. And that's it. It's as simple as that. Okay. And at the end, I do what I, what I consider hitting the save button is I open my eyes and I say out loud, it is so. Okay. It is so. So pretty simple. Okay. Now, let me tell you a couple ways that this showed up actually in my revision. Uh, I, I didn't get to revision last night we were doing a lot of work. We went to bed late. I was very, very tired. I fell asleep almost as soon as my head hit the pillow. I like to do it right before bed because, um, the brain science says that if you do it right before bed, you actually download it. And so therefore you're building new, um, neural pathways in your brain. And it, I think it's more effective right before sleep. So sometimes what I'll do in the mid afternoon is I'll just take it, take some, some time um, and do this revision process and then I will take a nap. Okay. So I, I had an incident yesterday um, and it, yesterday was Sunday and I was just trying to get a lot of paperwork stuff done. It was just one of those days where you, there were a lot of deadlines, right? And I wasn't really paying attention to myself or my body during that time. I was just in get it done mode. Ever been there? Yeah. So here I am, I'm, I'm, you know, sitting on my computer doing my thing and my, my 10 year old has a little bit of an issue. She, she, I won't explain her issue cause she didn't give me permission, but she's got an issue. She's got a problem. She's having some feelings around it. And I kind of snapped a little bit. I got frustrated and it was more, it wasn't a, a conscious thing. It was an unconscious thing of like, oh, here I am doing this work and now I got to attend to that, right? Well, that is not how I wanted to be. And so this morning when I was sitting doing my, my meditation, my revision and had a little bit of a nap, one of the first things I did was I replayed that incident. So I imagined um, that when I noticed that she was having the issue that I just took a few breaths. Okay. I closed my eyes for just a second, took a few breaths and I imagined myself telling myself she's in need and you can help her. So I imagined myself getting up out of my chair, walking around my desk, going over to her, having the conversation that I wanted to have, helping her out with her problem. And then coming back around to my desk, sitting down, taking a couple deep breaths and then entering back into my work because that's what I wanted to really happen. Okay. So I imagine that. And then I opened my eyes and I said, it is so. Okay. 
Now I had one other situation that I was taking care of this morning as well. So same process, just different interaction. So I found myself way later on in the evening, uh, I was trying to work on a, a pretty, um, a, a technical issue within my, um, my dissertation. So there comes times when you're, you're no longer writing, you're doing formatting and editing, right? And some of that stuff, gosh darn it, is just not my favorite. And so I was really trying to figure it out and I knew I was on a time crunch. I had to get this done. And so here I am trying to figure it out and lo and behold, my husband comes to talk to me and I, I, I knew he wanted my attention, but I had my earbuds in <clears throat> quite frankly, I was trying to ignore him, you know, but it doesn't ha happen that way. So I, uh, I op looked around the computer. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what, what can I do for you? What's going on? You know? And he could tell that I was being a little short and he was trying his very best and, but I didn't handle that interaction very well. So then this morning when I'm doing my revision, I closed my eyes again and I imagined that when the, pretty much the same thing as what, when my daughter, right? So my husband comes, he says something. I imagine I take a deep breath. I take my, my, um, headphones off. I look at him, I pause and I say, yes, what can I do for you? Right. Just in that tone. And then, you know, we have our exchange. He just needed a, a, an answer to a question. Right. And I say, okay, thanks. Thanks for coming. Right. And then I turn back, I put my headphones on, I take a deep breath and I go back to work in a much more peaceful state than I was in before. Okay. So I'm imagining the whole scene. I am trying to think the same thoughts that I wanted to think, to say the same words, to have the same feelings, to make it real. Okay. So here's the thing. This has become so powerful to me in my life. I literally have this on my schedule every single day. I find mid-morning, mid-afternoon, or right before bed at night to all be good times to do it. Now, I have not been able to really do this outside of my... I, I guess I really haven't tried outside my bedroom, but I, I like the, the cozy thinking space. And quite frankly, I have a whole house full of people, so I'm not so sure I could do that. Um, and I don't think that this is something that you should be doing when you're, you're operating machinery or driving or anything like that. Okay. So, uh, the, some of the things that I've noticed over time as I do this is I tend to have less, let's say issues, right? So yesterday I had those two, um, scenarios, those situations happening, and that has become abnormal, it used to be I'd have situations like that all day, every day because I was so stressed. And now it's, it's abnormal. Okay. I have more peace in my life in general. Um, I tend to have better interactions with just about everybody because, um, quite frankly, I'm kind of downloading the program for how to have a good interaction. I definitely find I have more patience in general and, um, I just have more, more control. Okay. So if you need more patience, more peace and more control, this is a skill that you can practice. So let me tell you what's happening in the brain when this goes on. So I'm not going to, you know, cite all the research and science and everything. Just know that it's out there. Okay. Um, you are building new neural pathways. So when your neurons fire, they communicate to each other. They create a pathway. So think of it if, if I was going to dig a, a ditch, 
right? Um, maybe I'm digging a, a, a small ditch or maybe I'm digging a big ditch, but I, I'm making a path in the, in the ground. And when it comes to rain, what happens? Well, the rain is going to find the ditch, right? When your ditch is bigger and deeper and wider, you can hold more water. And it tends to be the pathway that water chooses. Okay. So, so I'm just using this as an illustration because when we create patterns or habits of thought in our brain, the same thing is happening. The first time we do it, our neurons are like, Ooh, that was cool. Right. The second time we do it, they go, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really like that. And the third time they communicate together, you go, okay, this is becoming something, you know, this is becoming a thing, right? And the more that you do it over and over and over again, you create this new pathway that becomes the standard operating procedure. Okay. So think about that. If you spend, guys, I don't spend more than maybe five minutes. I did five minutes today on two interactions. Okay. So I'm not talking, you know, all day long here, but if you were to spend five minutes every day going through one or two interactions like this, imagining it in full force, right? Imagine what that's going to happen in your brain. You're, you're going to build those new patterns and habits and your brain says, Oh, this is how we interact with people. Oh, this is the program we're going to use if somebody interrupts our work. So the more you do it, the more it becomes so ingrained in you that when you have these interactions, um, let's say somebody interrupts your work again, you're just going to automatically do it without thinking. That's really what you want, right? Okay. You also build new memories. Now this is where the science gets really wacky. So your brain does not understand the difference between something that is real and imagined. And we talked about that before. So if you're going to be thinking about your future, you better imagine something really good, right? The same happens with your memory. And this is why you want to do this right before sleep. Because when you go into the theta brainwave and sleep, what you're doing is um, in that brainwave, you are uh, pulling down or downloading all of your memory, Okay, so your long-term memory. So when you do this revision process right before bed, you are downloading the memory for that, you know, ideal perfectionistic scene that you want to have. When your brain, um, you know, do this enough and, and you go several days and I'm going to look back on those interactions I had yesterday, not as they actually occurred, but as I imagined them in my head. That. That is freaky, isn't it? Now, here's the thing. Some of you really struggle with forgiving yourself because you keep going back to that thing and you keep, you know, you keep going back to the interaction and, and telling yourself how bad that was, how wrong that was. <clears throat> you shouldn't have done it that way. You should have done it this way. And then you do that over and over and over again. So the problem is not the, the first event. The problem is the new neural pathway you're building going back to it over and over and over again. And then you wonder, how come this is always happening to me? Well, it's always happening to you because you're mentally reliving it over and over and over again. It's the only program you have. So you've got to change the way that you think about that. And that's what this revision process does. It allows you to think about it differently. And then your memory about that situation will be different. So when you think about interacting with, you know, so for me, with interacting with my daughter or my husband, I'm going to re remember it differently. Okay. It, it's a way to have a new past and have new feelings. 
Now you can do this with anything that happened in your past. So there have been times when I've had, let's say a, a really rough interaction with maybe one of my parents when I was growing up and that memory came to me and I thought, okay, well, let me practice with that. Right. So I would think about the situation and I would think about exactly what I would want to happen. Now, I know I'm not changing anything. I'm not changing reality, right? But I'm building a new neural pathway. And sometimes I notice things or maybe something will come to me in my awareness a little bit later that I didn't notice before. So for example, um, I was doing this uh, one, one night before bed and then I had a dream actually, uh, but it was a dream that my mom was the main character. And it was about the same time as, you know, when I was having this, um, I think it was like 10 or something. I don't know. And, and so it was her at that age. And it was uh, a scene that I remember now that my mom had told me a long time ago. But when I woke up, I had this feeling of like, ah, I understand the story behind why my mom did and said what she did in that interaction. Now, it didn't excuse it. You know, it didn't explain it away, but I understood and it took the, the pain, the, the emotion out of it and it became more of like a cognitive thing, right? So you can do this for yourself. You can do this, you know, with things that are in your past. And the one thing I've really noticed in myself over these last few months is I have a higher level of forgiveness. I just tend to forgive people a little bit more, um, tend to just understand, you know, we're, we're all trying to do the best we can. And, uh, you know, it's the difference between making yourself forgive somebody and almost observing that you're doing it right. And that's what this skill has allowed me to do. All right. So, Again, typically what we do is we replay an event, we, we attach those feelings of, of shame, guilt, or blame to it, and we feel pretty bad and we kind of judge ourselves, right? So, so really we're just asking you to do the same process, just add in the really good stuff, okay? So that you can love yourself, you can love other people, and you can honestly just grow as a person, okay? When you have judgment of yourself or anyone else for that matter, there's no love there. Okay. The, the part of the brain that, that shows love is, is in a different place than the judgment place. So you, you literally cannot physically feel judgment and love at the same time. Okay. So you got to choose one. It's totally up to you. I'm not going to tell you which one to choose, but if I were to make a suggestion, I would err on the love side. Okay. Because no love, no life. All right. So here is your challenge for the day. I'd like you to choose one event from yesterday. Okay. Just one, just try it with one. Um, or maybe today, you know, I know I'm posting this a little later than I normally do. So you could do it from yesterday or maybe this morning. Choose, choose something that's not like heavily emotionalized. Okay. So choose something that's a little bit lighter and go through this process, you know, dream. What would you like it to be like? Um, what would it feel like? What would it look like? What would you say? What would you be thinking? Right? Just imagine it. Just spend a few minutes. Okay. And then when you're done, don't forget to hit the save button and say it is so. Okay. And then just check in with yourself. So after you've done that, how do you feel? 
Is there a difference? Do you feel more peace? Or maybe after you do it the first time, which is, you know, actually a thing, you say, Michelle's crazy and I don't know if I want to do this again, (laughs) which I understand because when I first started, I was like, is this doing anything? Um, But over time, I realized, yes, yes, it has. Okay. Um, And honestly, I'm so glad that I was in the process of doing this before this global pandemic started. I don't know where I would be without it. Okay. So just try it, just do some experiments and, and, and don't do it just for today, but could you commit to at least the rest of the week, just trying this once every day and just see if it, if it helps you. Okay. Repeat it as many times as possible through to eternity. If you'd like. Okay, I hope that was helpful to you. I know for many of you, it probably scrambled your eggs a little bit. Okay, you probably haven't heard something like that. Um, for some of you, you're, I know you're already, you know, l- let me go do it, right? Um, and, and there's probably a whole bunch of you who are just like, eh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that one, Michelle. Okay, I promise you this is not some hokey pokey thing. This is not a new age practice or anything. This is literally something that has been out in the sphere. Neville Goddard wrote in the early 1900s about this. And gosh darn it, I, I know it's been so helpful for me. So just try it. Would you just try it? And would you do me a favor too? If you can think of other people who really struggle with this idea of self-forgiveness, would you send them the podcast? I, I think that that would really help them. And, and wouldn't it be a great gift to give somebody? Yeah, especially during this, this global pandemic. You know, think about what the, the world would look like if we had even, you know, 1% of our population who were filled more with love and forgiveness for themselves and others. Okay. And if you found this to be helpful, don't, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and say, Hey, I really like that one. Um, and if you have questions or, or comments about it, you know, reach out to, you can find us on social media at either grow by one or Michelle Burkhard. Um, or you can grab my email in the description and just say, Hey, I'd love you to do a podcast on this one. Okay. So with that, I will release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.